Welcome to Life Continuing, conversations that explore consciousness, healing, and infinite existence. I'm Tanya Berg. Vicki Talbot is a retired college professor, administrator, and a medium with a lifelong interest in afterlife studies. Upon the passing of her son, Brayden, in 2000, Vicki began hearing from him, at the time primarily through voice messages left on her answering machine, and later digital recorders and computers. As a result of exploring instrumental trans communication online, she joined the Big Circle, an ITC group, part of what was known as the AA EVP, now called the A-Trans-C. She was certified as a proxy practitioner by the association and continues to work with the bereaved, connecting them with their children and other loved ones in spirit through transcommunication and other means. I am so thrilled to have Vicki return to the show to share about how electronic voice phenomena can capture the consciousness of animals and also some astounding spontaneous EVPs. Hey, Vicki, it's so nice to have you back on the show. Welcome. Well, thank you. It's great to be here again. Lovely. So we are going to review some more EVPs, some pretty interesting ones involving not only people, but pets too, which I think a lot of people aren't familiar that you can actually collect and record pet EVPs. Can you talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about that? Yes. Well, um, you know, in the beginning of my uh, recording EVP, pet EVP was the first furthest thing from my mind. Uh, of course, I was very interested and contacted uh, my son and other loved ones on the other side. But when my son started coming through, he and Jim, the young man that he passed with, um, frequently referred to the animals that we have here on this side. Uh, Some of them have now passed away. Uh, He started referring to them clearly and talking about them. And I had a dog named Kobe, and actually this is my son's dog, Kobe. And she used to, after he passed, she used to act like she was seeing something in the room. And uh, at one point, I even got an EVP because she was acting that way. I got an EVP of um, the boys saying, Braden and Jim saying, look, Kobe, we're dancing. So I decided to record after I noticed her behaving strangely, looking into the corner of a room, right? Okay, so then I started receiving not only EVP from the boys about our animals, but I started receiving EVP from the live animals. Okay, now this sounds really bizarre, but I heard on the internet somewhere and talked to some guy who was doing this. He said, you can record their barks, their crows, you know, like roosters. You can record them and you will get um, a window into their thoughts. Now he was of the belief that, these were actually EVP of the animals speaking. Now, there were other people saying, no, this is spirit using the voice, the noise of the bark or whatever uh, to produce EVP. Well, I'm not sure what it is, but Kobe, Braden's dog, 
had a tendency to get very upset at our two cats when they, when they would start play fighting in front of her. Okay, so they'd be slapping each other and hissing and rolling around and she would get extremely agitated because this dog was all about peace. She would get extremely agitated and start barking at them and want them to either stop or go away. And so, you know, remembering what these people online had been saying about EVP and barking and whatnot, I decided to record her when she got upset. So she got extremely upset one day. They were at it, going at it, slapping each other, hissing. She got extremely upset, started barking. And this is the first EVP we're going to play today. Um, I decided to turn the recorder on. And I said, tell them, Kobe, you tell them, as she was barking. And right after I say that, she barks, and her bark sounds exactly like, they're going, that hurts. And in actual fact, they were leaving the room at that moment. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. So is that then Spirit's voice kind of translating the bark? That's what I think. You know, like, um, like I said, the one guy was saying, no, this is actually the animal's consciousness revealing itself. I believe that spirit was using the uh, bark to, you know, to manipulate it, to form an EVP, to let me know exactly what's going on. Um, I did it with a rooster who was crowing in the morning and I got something like, you know, hello, I'm here. Who's out there? <laughs> that sounds about right with a rooster. Yeah. You know, and like on TikTok, you see these, uh, these guys now joking about dogs that go outside and bark at each other. And so the guy will go out and go, Hey, I'm out here, you know, and somebody else will answer, I'm over here too. Well, you know, it's, it's it was kind of like that with the rooster, but with Kobe, it was so very clear. They're going, that hurts. Okay, so let's listen to that EVP now then. Okay. Tell him, Cody. Tell Wow, you know what? I did hear the formation of those words. I, I did actually hear something audible there. Yeah, that was incredible. And that was just recorded on a, a digital recorder. And I just, you know, uploaded it into the computer. And I may have done a slight bit of denoising, but that's it. Wow. With that one. Yeah. I don't do that much animal recording of barks and whatnot anymore. Um, I was into it for a little while and got some hilarious ones, but something that I've thought about trying again. So I wonder with animal communicators using their telepathy, you know, is that what they're hearing? Because obviously they're getting impressions from the animal, but I well, wonder if they're getting a sound impression as well. Yeah. You know, um, animal communicators, and I know a couple 
have said that, you know, it's just like any other psychic work. Um, and, and the EVP that you seem to be getting from the animals, it's like the kind of thing that they would be hearing in their, in their mind about what the animal is thinking, you know, and at that time, if had I called my animal communicator and said, you know, what is Kobe really thinking here? Um, she would have said, well, you know, he's, he's upset about their fighting. He wants them to leave and he's afraid of people, of the cats hurting one another, you know, or something like that. Right. So, right. yeah, you know, it's very similar and, you know, it, it, it's so similar that I, I just did a session for somebody the other day and um, very clearly um, the mother who had not passed yet, she had dementia. She'd not passed yet. And she came through and said to tell her uh, to remind her about Howard Johnson's. And of course that made no sense to me, but it's very similar to psychic work. You know, you'll hear a psychic say, you know, your mom is telling me something about Howard Johnson's. I'm not quite sure what it means. You know, if it doesn't mean anything now, it may in the future, you know, that kind of thing. So I just sent the information off, hoping it meant something. And sure enough, it was very relevant to their relationship and um, to what was happening um, in their relationship as her mom crossed over. So, right. I guess it's not always, uh, we don't have to sort of sweat the small stuff and the mechanics of it in a way. It's really the bottom line is the message. Somehow the message is getting through mm -hmm. and that's the bottom line. Right. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes these kinds of messages can't be easily understood in the EVP. And I think we've talked about this before. You know, it takes a seasoned ear. I mean, I'm not sure that... Uh, you know, my next door neighbor would have heard uh, Howard Johnson's. Uh, the one we're talking about with Kobe is fairly clear. And that's a little bit different. Although my neighbor would probably be a little bit surprised at, you know, a dog bark ending up sounding like they're going that hurts. Right, um, right. But yeah, yeah, you know. That's extraordinary. What's the next EVP you want to talk about? Because I know you have a good, uh, a few good ones. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, you know, the Kobe one was was funny, and Kobe has si since passed, and she uh, has been talked about and has come through. Um, she died in I think it was two thousand nine, so it's been a while. And uh, Braden claims to have her. Uh, he talks a lot about our animals who have crossed over and the animals that are still here. Um, that he did not know in life. This next one is about um, our cat, Lini. And Lini was a little stray who came running out of the woods one day. And it was like 2006 when she was six months old, came running and jumped into my lap. Aww. And I called my husband and I said, because he had told me, you will never get another animal unless it parachutes into your lap. No, he didn't say that. And I said, <laughs> I said, honey, you're not going to believe this, but this, this cat just came running out of the woods and jumped into my lap. <laughs> so we have to keep her. And of course she was, she was almost um, dead. She was that bad off, oh. took her to the vet, you know, long story short, they said, you know, she's had such a rough first six months that, you know, she's probably not going to live long, but we'll do our best. 
Well, she just died a couple of years ago. So she lived a fairly long life considering they didn't expect her to live long at all. Anyway, now we get into the, the EVP about Lini. She started getting more and more, um, well, she just started going downhill, let's put it that way. And I wasn't quite sure what was wrong with her. I took her to the vet. They said, you know, it's, it's just her, her system is shutting down. She's been, she's been a sick cat for years and years and years, and you've kept her healthy, you know, but now she just, you know, she wants to go. So, you know, we had to do things like give her water packs, you know, inject under the skin because she wasn't drinking water. Um, we had to feed her by hand and we ended up having to feed her with um, one of those uh, syringes type things. She lost her eyesight. I mean, when she lost her eyesight and she started walking around in circles, you know, I was devastated and I wanted, I wanted to know whether I should put her to sleep or, you know, what? And so, uh, because the vets just pretty much left it up, up to us. You know, you can continue on with this regimen or you can put her to sleep. And I thought, well, this is, this is not helpful. I don't know what to do. And so this first EVP is me asking the other side. So asking my guides and Braden what I need to do about Lini. And so you'll hear me say at the beginning of this, should I put her to sleep tomorrow? And my spirit guide says, no, don't do this. Okay, let's okay. listen to that one. Tomorrow? I put her to sleep tomorrow? I put her to sleep tomorrow? Wow, yeah. Yeah, that was very clear. And it's clearly his voice. It comes through a lot when, it, when things are rough. You know, yeah. when things are really happy, you know, a lot of times I'll get Braden, you know, cause it's usually one of, one of his anniversaries, you know, his birthday or whatnot. Um, but when things are going really bad, I'll get my spirit guide off. And um, I've got a couple of them over there, a female and a male. And, and this one said, no, don't do this. So, you know, I thought, oh my gosh. Okay. And then I got information from them that she did not want to be put asleep. She didn't want to go to another place and die there. She wanted to be with us. Right. So I didn't put her to sleep. And she ended up passing within a couple of days um, in the middle of the night. Okay. So, um, of course, that was devastating. And, you know, I wanted to know how she was doing. So I immediately did some more EVP and um, tuned into those guys on the other side. And I wanted in particular for her to know that I loved her, cared about her. I'm getting emotional right now talking about this. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted her to know. And so I decided to, to say exactly the type of thing that I would say to her when I'd come home from work or something, or when she'd come into the room even. 
And it's in that particular voice that I used to use with her. Although this one isn't as bad as sometimes, you know how we have tons of nicknames for our animals and tons of different oh, yes. voices. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, um, one of her nicknames was Liney instead of Lini. And so at the beginning of this clip, I'm trying to find out how she is. Okay. And um, at this point, I just wanted her to hear my voice. And so I say, hello, little Liney. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I don't think she was there right then because I got the EVP. There are two females there. And one says, she's going to repeat that voice again. And then the other one says, well, we'll just wait. Okay, let's, let's listen to that one. And then I'll explain what I think's going on. Okay. Okay, so there's two women, it sounds like, mm -hmm. talking to each other about what you're going to do. Is that what that means? Well, they heard me say, hello, little liney. And their response was kind of talking to each other. So they hear me say that. And then one looks at the other and says, well, she's going to repeat that. And the other one says, well, we'll just wait then. And the idea is that you know, perhaps Liney wasn't there and her, they were bringing her consciousness in as I was making that statement. And then, of course, I did repeat it. Um, just like they said. Just like they said I was and going to. You didn't to. hear this. You and didn't I hear did, this. Yeah. That's right. This was not, this particular one was not a live EVP. Right. So I didn't hear it live. I had to listen back to it. And um, I did repeat it, not immediately. But later on, um, as I got into questioning, asking questions about how she was and everything, you know, I said it again. And so what I'm thinking about this one, since it was so clear, is like they were trying to show me that they were setting things up on their side and bringing her consciousness in. And they hadn't done so yet. And so the, the discussion between the two of them was about, okay, it's all right, she's gonna say it again, so we'll catch it then. Did you figure out who these women were, these women in spirit speaking to each other? Oftentimes I, I am not sure exactly who these guys are. I do know that I have um, two spirit guides, a male and a female, and you heard the, the male earlier and the female, and, and they often come through. But, you know, the big circle is comprised of a lot of people, um, you know, technicians, if you will, um, who work to bring our messages through most of the could you just quickly explain the big circle again, just for the listener that may not have heard your first uh, episode? Yeah. Um, the big circle originally started as a group of uh, young adults on the other side who got together and started contacting their, mostly their mothers, but I should say their parents 
here. And so they started this. We didn't. We just suddenly started getting messages from them. They called themselves the big circle. They work with a lot of higher level energies. They, they have said that they work out of what is called time stream. If uh, you do some research on people like Annabella Cardoso, um, she also communicates with time stream. So the big circle hooked up with time stream and they communicate um, in that way. So like I say, sometimes I know exactly who it is by voice. Sometimes they'll say who it is. Like Braden will say, this is Braden, for example, or my mom, you know, they'll introduce my mom and say, you know, Nan's here. Um, and sometimes I don't. In this particular case, I'm not quite sure. I believe that the one who said, we'll just wait is my spirit guide, but I can't be 1000% correct because she didn't identify herself at that time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what about the next one? I think we ha uh, you also had ones that were not animal related. Well, I had one more line eye one. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. Um, and this is particularly about how she's doing. You know, the other one was just me trying to get a message to her. But in this one, I, I asked how she was doing. And, you know, at one point I asked, is she walking around yet? Because at the end there, she just could not walk. You know, first she started walking in circles, you know, some kind of brain thing going on. And then she just could not walk. So at one point I asked if she's walking around yet. And the response was, yes, love, she's happy. Oh, that sounds like a nice one. Let's listen to that one then. Okay. She walking around yet? She walking around yet? Oh, I like that one. Yeah, I do too. Because, you know, really, I just want to know that she's okay. And that she's happy. And, you know, they've told me that it's all about love. You know, we, we hear animals don't go to heaven. Animals don't have souls. What are you talking about? You might go to heaven, but your animals won't. And it reminds me of an old Twilight Zone where the old man died and he and his dog was with him. And he, he didn't realize, realize that I think he was just trying to get into town and nobody would, nobody would, what was it? It ended up that he and his dog had both died together and the place that he wanted that looked like heaven wouldn't let his dog in. And so he decided, well, if they're not going to let my dog in, then I'm not going. And it ended up that that was hell. That wasn't heaven. That actually heaven allows dogs. <laughs> I sure hope so. So it's, it's like that, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I believe that, that our animals do cross our love beloved animals do cross over our loved ones are there for those animals if there's nobody there for that animal that we know somebody is there to help that animal right and you know Braden has said that he has one of our cats he doesn't have all my dead animals you know my mom has some of them actually apparently my mom has my dog Roxy 
who who died just a couple years ago. So these are things that I would never know if I didn't have this ability. Right. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's such a comfort. I mean, how many animal lovers are out there, right? Right. Their animals are well loved and well taken care of. It's so good to hear. What's our next EVP? Well, I thought today we'd also talk a little bit about spontaneous EVP. Yeah, and this that's, is the one I was curious about, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what I mean by spontaneous is just, I'm not sitting down doing a session. I may accidentally turn the recorder on, not knowing. Or I've left, in one of the cases here, I've left the recorder in the car on expected one thing and got something entirely different. Okay, so I guess we can start with with that one. Okay. Um, I had an old RCA 5010B, old digital recorder, probably 15, over well over 15 years old. And I um, decided to put it on voice activation and put it in the console of my car, which was parked in a relatively empty parking lot um, early in the morning. And I thought, well, this will be good because nobody's here and it's voice activated and it's in the console. So you pretty much have to get pretty close to this to activate it. So I leave and I guess I should preface this by saying that it turns out that where I was parked was old native grounds. So Native American grounds. Um, not sacred grounds per se, but Native American grounds uh, where they used to where they used to live, you know, something like that. At any rate, um, I didn't know that at the time. And I came back a couple hours later and I <laughs> I get in the car and I say, okay, guys, knowing that that would activate the recorder. Right. And speaking to Braden and Jim, because this was shortly after they passed. And I thought, well, of course, I'm not going to hear from anybody but Braden and Jim. That had been, you know, the, the general rule. So I say, okay, guys, turn off the recorder, get home, upload it. And <laughs> this is what I got. You can hear me say, okay, guys. And then suddenly there's this drumming and singing going on that sounds Native American to me. And it actually sounds very familiar. Like I've heard this somewhere. I've heard this particular drumming and singing somewhere. And I've tried to get some expert opinion on this and nobody seems to have heard it before. I don't know why it sounds familiar to me. If anybody else, if it sounds familiar to them, let me know. However, it's clear that this wasn't um, something that had been pre-recorded because what happens is you can hear the drumming and the singing. And when I get close to the door and start to open up the door, the drumming and singing speeds up so that they can finish before I get in the car and say, okay, guys. 
That's amazing. Okay, so let's listen to this one. Okay. You guys. Thank you guys. That's incredible. So that sound was not audible to you where you were at that time. No. There was nothing and no, no music, no car, nobody, no, no loudspeakers in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> no, no people, nothing. Now it was voice activated. So it could have happened, let's say, at an earlier point in time when I wasn't sitting in my car, when I, you know, because I said I had left and then come back. However, what makes it you know, very mystical and magical to me is the fact that they were speeding up as I was getting in the car in order to finish. That's the impression you got, right? Yeah. And if you listen, if you listen to it carefully, you hear that it starts out at a different tempo and then boom, 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 speeds up towards the end. Oh, you, you, I definitely heard that one, that difference. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, wow. fascinating. And then afterwards, only afterwards did I find out that this was a Native American hotspot. Wow. Yeah. That's compelling. Definitely. Did you have another spontaneous one as well? Yes, I've got one more. Um, and this one actually, this one we got early on. So this is when I first started recording. I don't know if I'd even gotten anything on my own at this point. Um, maybe just one from Braden after following Tom Butler's A Trance C directions. But I had this recorder in my purse. And Mary Jo, Jim's mom, and I, he was the one who was with Braden when they passed over. Uh, we went out to celebrate one day. It could have been Jim's birthday. It could have been Braden's birthday. I don't remember what. It could have even been the anniversary of their death. At any rate, um, we were celebrating that. So we were out and about. We were sitting in the, the back corner of a relatively empty bar. Okay, there were people up in the front. Um, and you can hear some background voices in this. But my recorder was deep in one of those bucket purses. Mary Jo asked for a pen or a pencil. And I'm rummaging around my purse, trying to find it. And I guess I accidentally turned on the recorder when I was doing that. Okay, so I had no clue that I had done that. I'm rummaging around the purse and I'm getting a little bit frustrated because it's like, oh, who cares? I mean, my line has always been, who cares anyway? So I'm looking for this pen. And finally, you can hear me say, um, I say something like, what do I say? Oh, I say, the first part's cut off, but you can hear me say, so worried about all this kind of stuff that is not important. <laughs> I'm saying to Mary Jo as I'm rummaging around. And just as I finish saying that, 
this woman's voice. And this is my uh, female spirit guide. I do know her name. She came through. You can hear her take a breath, you know, kind of a breath in and then say, it's not important. And then after that, this angelic music starts playing. That is so unbelievable. Wow. It is. It's, it's completely unbelievable. So when I got home and realized that there was a recording on there that I hadn't recorded, I, I, it was, I turned it on and this is what I found. I could not believe my ears. Okay, let's listen. Oh, worried about all this kind of stuff that is not important. It's not important. Okay. Um, oh, worried about all this kind of stuff that is not important. It's not important. Okay. Um, you've got to be kidding that is incredible it's just and does anybody recognize this song either because you know for some reason it sounds familiar to me that's that particular song that they're singing. Yeah, I don't know. Is it, do you think it's a past life thing? I mean, I, honestly, I don't mean to, I, I don't mean I to don't jump know. to that, but I'm just saying if nobody recognizes it, it could, and it's familiar to you. I mean, there's some connection, I wonder. You know, it could very well be. I, you know, I often worried about those particular two EVP thinking somebody is going to think that I just recorded a recording of this. Right. Because I've heard this before. Right. Mm -hmm. So I guess I hope that nobody has heard it before because then they can't say to me, you know, you've cheated and recorded this. This is actually blah, blah, blah. However, even if it is something that exists, yeah, I mean, you know, the way you collected it, very spontaneously without any intention. I mean, you know, that happened, you know, yeah. you know, that that was the case, you know, and we don't have to go around proving things really. Well, and that's, that's where I am now at the time. Of course, I was a little bit concerned because at that time it was all about proof. Sure. You know, you don't want people to call you nuts and you're trying to prove every single thing that comes through either psychically or through EVP, you know, it's all about proof. Now I don't care so much, but it would be interesting if anybody recognizes either of those, the drumming and singing one or uh, this angelic voices one to let us know. Yeah. That's just mind blowing. I mean, there's just no words. It's, it's just so unfathomable that you can collect you in general, anybody can collect um, audible sounds 
that aren't present, you know, to your ears. Right. You know, and sometimes they, they are, sometimes it's completely live. I hear it live. I record it live and you can hear me reply to what I've heard live. But that's, that's clear audience. That's because you have that spiritual hearing. Is that right? No, actually oh. there are certain methods that you can use to that result in live communication. So for example, there's an app out there, not an app, it's a program by uh, extremesenses.com. So if you go to extremesenses.com, they have a ton of different programs for, for EVP. And one of them is called Phasmabox. And then there's also Phasmabox Odium, I think it's called O-T-I-U-M. Anyway, um, with those, I've gotten some live communication where you know, once my mom actually came through, I mean, I know this sounds bizarre, but she actually came through in her main accent. Hello, Dia. And I'm like, mom, you know, I heard it live. Mom, is that really you? She goes, yes, Dia. Oh my God. Now, this yeah. doesn't happen all the time. It's right. not like I can turn on Phasma Box and sit there and have a conversation with somebody. But it happens enough that I know that live communication is possible. And they're using, so the Phasma Box, just to be clear, it uses white noise or sounds? It actually has like a Latin, uh, uh, it has Latin, it's got the capability of turning on or uh, infusing like radio stations into what you're recording. Normally when I, and it has regular, I guess, English banks as well that they mix up, you know, so, so you're not just getting, you're not, you're supposed to not get English words. I don't know. The way I use it is to shut all that off, the radio capability, the English language capability. And I just use the Latin bank of sounds and normally I'll put it in reverse okay. so that, so that I completely destroy any kind of comment that, Oh, this is just some random English word uh, for my own self. Yes. Yeah. I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody else. Um, and what they're doing on the other side is very simply either catapulting off a sound that has come before or using sounds and manipulating the sounds to their own ends. So this is why it's so surprising to me that my mom comes through with hello Dia, you know, in her main accent sounding exactly like her when all I've got running is a Latin bank in reverse. And, and the thing about Phasma Box is that it does not spit out a constant stream of reversed Latin. Okay, so don't get the wrong idea. It's not like babble or, you know, gibberish. It is playing in the background when you, when you, when you turn this program on, but you may record for 20 minutes and get relatively little in the way of Latin sound bursts coming through. Very often the EVP comes in between 
And I'm not sure what's going on there, whether that is transform EVP coming in an opportunistic means. Because how do you it's, mean, how does that mean transform an opportunistic? Can you, okay, can you explain so, that a little more? Yeah. So transform EVP is EVP that comes through without the use of vocals at all. Okay. So, you know, you might use a fan, you might use nothing. Right. Um, you might have a dryer running or, you know, something like that. Opportunistic EVP is more like your Radio Shack hacks, um, gibberish EV recordings. And in this case, Phasmabox, when the Latin, for example, is actually being transformed, kind of like Kobe's bark being transformed from a bark into you know, that hurts into language. It then you can consider that app to be opportunistic. Right, right. But when there are all these periods of silence before it spits out any of those random vocals, and you get some EVP in there that sounds very suspiciously like transform EVP. That is, it's whispering. Okay right? Mm -hmm. Or it's a little bit grovelly, you know, just doesn't sound like the voice that comes through, like the Latin. Then you can think, okay, you know, that sounds more like transform coming in a space where no vocals are shooting through. So, So in this case, it's kind of like a combination. You're getting kind of like a combination of transform and opportunistic EVP. Okay. Um, So, so yeah, with opportunistic, it's like a a totally opportunistic method would be the gibberish method where you've got gibberish playing in the back, you know, I don't know, six feet from your speakers. And then you're, you're recording that. And then you go through and you listen to all of that gibberish and you try to find English phrases in there, which drives me absolutely out of my mind. (laughs) It's like chalk on a screeching, the fingernail on the blackboard type thing. And it, yeah. and it drives a lot of other people crazy too. So I don't happen to use that method. Right. Now, um, tell me a bit about Tom Butler and A-Trance C. Can you just give me a little summary on who that is and what that organization is about? Yeah. So initially when my son first died uh, 20 years ago, uh, and I started researching how to contact him, I came upon the AAEVP online, the American Association of Electronic Voice Phenomena. And at the time it was run by Sarah Estep. Well, since then she's passed away and Tom and Lisa Butler took over and they changed the name, I think in 2009, to Association Transcommunication. Okay, so Tom Butler uh, was my mentor when it came to learning how to do this. And he has very, very, very stringent guidelines as to how to do this and how to make sure that it really is an EVP and that you're not just picking some gibberish out of gibberish. Therefore, he deals solely in transform EVP. Okay. Um, 
which I still do. And I believe firmly that this transform EVP is the way to go if you're trying to prove something. You know, those researchers out there, you want to do research on EVP and figure out if this is really real or not, I would suggest going the transform route. Um, opportunistic EVP, there have been studies done. I know it works. Uh, tweaked a little bit. You know, opportunistic EVP does work. But there are greater possibilities for things like false positives, thinking you're uh, pareidolia, thinking you're hearing something when you're actually not. That's pareidolia, um, you said? Pareidolia, yeah. Yep. Thinking you're hearing something when you're actually not. Right. Um, it's just easier to mess up. So I guess my recommendation to everybody who might be interested in doing this is start with the transform EVP. Convince yourself that it really is what people are saying that it is, communication from the other side, before you start messing around with opportunistic EVP. Um, you know, that's just my advice. Tom is still very much a transform EVP proponent um, because the research that, that was done based on radio, I believe it was the research that they helped with was based on um, shack hack types, radio sweep okay. stuff. And where you, Yeah, so you have a radio and you either manually quickly sweep the channels okay. or you have it hacked so it spins through the channels. On its own. On its own. And the research that was done on that, I think it was... Um, I can't remember the Institute now. can't remember the name of the Institute. Shoot me now. Um, the research that was done was not really promising. Um, Tom believes that the people at the time who were getting a lot of good results with a radio sweep, they were sweeping so fast that it was actually more like transform than like opportunistic EVP, if you can see what I'm saying. Because it was moving so quickly. So sound. quickly that you could not hear any voices. Gotcha. Right? Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Uh, that, that was his belief. Um, you know, I've also heard radio sweep EVP, very clear, direct responses to questions that couldn't possibly be, you know, anything other than getting a direct response from the other side. Uh, has, it wasn't part of a study, you know, but I know it can happen. I personally don't do radio sweep, but right. I know that it works. Right. Sometimes. Right. So the interesting thing is that these are intelligent responses that are answering your question. And that's what makes it different and unique and more legitimate than if it was just random. And... The other thing to remember too is almost immediate responses. I mean, you don't want to be sitting there with the radio sweep going and say, what is your name? And you hear, and a minute later you hear something that sounds like John. Right. And you go, Oh, it must be John. That that's probably not what's going on. Um, if the response, if, 
if the question or the statement and the response come close together, then you can be fairly certain. Um, sometimes the responses come before the question has even been asked. And I've heard this as well. And I also hear this when it comes to, which you can maybe speak about too, when you're connecting on that clairvoyant or clairaudient level, even just in your head, or if you're hearing it outside of you as a, as a medium uh, receiving the information, I know that that's how I've been told. And I've even experienced that myself where it's immediate. I've asked a question and I've received an answer pretty much almost over top mm -hmm. of me finishing what I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they know what you're going to ask in advance. I mean, at least with me, I, I've found that very often they'll answer me as soon as I turn the recorder on and before I get a chance to say anything at all. But that's why I like the ones that some of the ones that I shared here, because the, you can hear me ask, and believe me, these responses were immediate. You know, I wasn't waiting or hearing this in another session and tacking it onto my question or hearing it a minute later. This was question response. So right. like when Lini, when I asked if I should put Lini to sleep, the response was immediate. Right. And those are the ones that I like to use um, when we have radio shows like this because it's not some random phrase that I've created a story around for the audience, which right. is what Tom, my mentor, Tom Butler, always said I needed to be careful about. You know, try not to create a story around what you think is an EVP unless there's really good evidence that that story is valid. That's great advice and uh, very, very beneficial when you're doing this work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's helped me. Yes. So our animals, our animals wait for us. They're on the other side with our loved ones or with our soul group. That's a real comfort. I hope that people listening will really take a lot of comfort in this, knowing that there's also ways to communicate and hear them mm -hmm. with the way you've demonstrated today. That is just absolutely fascinating and such a relief, I think. It is. And they've, the animals have actually kind of like Kobe did there. They were telling us what Kobe was thinking. They also tell us what our animals are thinking. And some people claim to actually have contact with the animals directly. So the animals will speak in English to them um, in, through EVP. Um, animal communicators often communicate with animals who have passed over and they speak directly to them. So it's not somebody on the other side speaking for the animal. It's the animal speaking directly to the animal communicator who also happens to be a medium being able to communicate with animals who have crossed over. So I have gotten EVP directly from the animals. Right. For example, my cat, Rudy, when he passed away, he, the first thing he said to me was, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, mom. 
It wasn't Braden. Braden had already identified himself and said, you know, Rudy wants to talk. And then Rudy came through with, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, mom. And, you know, this doesn't make sense to, to you unless you were me and had to go through poor Rudy's demise. It was really sad and really hard for us. And in that case, we did have to put him down. Mm. Um, I didn't want to, but I got him to the vets and the vet just said, you know, this is not going well. And I didn't have a chance to ask anybody or do anything. And it was just like, and he was feeling bad about how that went. You know, he sent love, but he said he was also sorry. You know, which just, I mean, it just gets my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I'm like, there's no reason to be sorry, Rudy. Right. Aww. I just wanted to make one last point about language. Because I know with regular reading, uh, mediumship reading with people, if, if your loved one uh, spoke a different language, that a medium in the diff- in the opposite language, like so English and versus Spanish, if the family's Spanish and the medium's English, I know that the information can still come through in English to the medium to give to the family members that are yeah. sitting with you. I presume that's the same way for animals too. So when on the other side, we get the information in the language that we can understand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like any, any medium will tell you um, your animal communicator medium will tell you your, your dog, cat, horse, whatever is saying blah, 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 blah. But they will explain these are images I'm getting. These are feelings I'm getting. With the EVP, you know, I mean, yeah, Rudy said, I'm sorry. Uh, Again, I'm not real sure. I I don't know whether that spirit um, sussing out what Rudy is thinking and sending that through or whether the way that they, you know, because they don't speak EVP the way that they energetically form EVP is somehow um, they somehow assist the animal. You know, I'm really not sure. I just know that I have heard from not all my animals who have crossed over, but I have heard from a couple of them. Most of the time I have to admit um, the people on the other side speak for and about them. Right. Um, But in terms of the language too, uh, Sometimes it's funny because sometimes they'll speak to me in French because I have a degree in French. Um, but they usually do it jokingly. And then somebody will say, stop it. It's Vicky speak English. But then That's... somebody will say something again in French, you know, we, oui, we, oui, you know, but say Vicky. there's evidence right there. I mean, that's evidence of, of an intelligence that's, yeah. n- that knows your capacity for a different language. Yes. That you'll still understand it. Yeah. Even though the preferred method is probably English, but that's interesting. It is interesting. And they'll, they'll joke about it too. Like somebody was speaking French one time and it wasn't a big, long, huge thing, but it was enough French Um, that I realized that they knew that I spoke French. And then somebody started joking about it, you know, saying that's Vicky speak English. 
you know, but they knew whoever was speaking French knew that I was going to be able to understand it. Now I can't remember what it was about, but yeah, occasionally they'll speak in French. And the other thing they said that was interesting was, you know how with opportunistic EVP, we're, we're asked to use foreign language or to reverse things. So like I said, I'll only use Latin reversed. They have said on several occasions that, that using English is fine, that they'll still transform it depending on the method that you use. It's just that nobody's going to believe you if you say, well, I had English on in the background. Right. But they said, technically, if you look at it that way, technically, when we're transforming, it's a little bit easier if the, the sounds that are produced are mostly English-like sounds. So then that got me thinking. And as a linguist, you know, this that I was a teacher for, until I retired. That got me thinking, well, okay, so then for those people who use foreign language, probably as an opportunistic means, it might be best if you choose a language that has uh, phonetic similarities to English, as opposed to one that is completely different. So that's what I'd suggest. Well, it's great advice. And then I just want to, on the final note, just say that you've always reminded me that there's so much humor in the afterlife. Yeah. We miss our loved ones. We miss our beloved pets. But they're, everybody's cracking jokes. Everybody's having fun with it. Speaking in French to, to kind of tease you or joke around with mm -hmm. you. I mean, that, that just kind of soothes some of the grief, I think. And, and I think makes us feel a little bit better knowing that, you know, we can still laugh there and here. That's right. I mean, I think most of my communication has been, unless I'm really, really upset about it, like an animal dying, most of my communication is on the light side and has humor involved. A lot of that has to do with Braden and his personality. You know, that's how he got me out of the doldrums all the time was his sense of humor. Right. And you don't change when you cross over. You retain your sense of humor. You retain your basic personality. And thank goodness that Braden was funny. <laughs> and that we had a strong bond and love for one another so that when I communicate with him, it's fun and it's humorous and I can laugh so hard that I cry tears of joy, not of sadness. That's so beautiful to hear. Thank you so much for sharing all of these EVPs and the, this amazing technical way of connecting with the other side. It's just fascinating. I'm, I'm astounded, really. Well, it's been a lot of fun over these past, how long has it been? Almost 20 years that I've been doing this. Wow. It's been an adventure, certainly, and one that continues. So I'll let you know in the future what's going on.
Please do. Let's have more updates in the future. Okay, Vicki? We will. Thanks so much for being here with me today. Thank you, Tanya. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Vicki. Thanks for listening to Life Continuing. A special thanks to Vicki Talbot. For more on Vicki and the Big Circle, please visit welcometoeternity.com. The advisor to the show is Amanda Capito. The music for this podcast was composed by Richard Farron. I'm your host, Tanya Berg. Make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow on Instagram at Life Continuing Podcast. And do join me next time where we'll continue this conversation about life continuing.